I need to get in a better habit of like going, I think something's wrong. I should say something. You should. <laughs> I've done that my whole life where I'm like, nah, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those guys shouldn't be robbing that bank, but it's probably okay. I see stuff and I'm just like. I won't call the police. Like, I don't want to rock the boat, you know? <laughs> what if I'm an idiot? What if I'm wrong? You know? What if this is a movie set and I just wandered onto it? The fear of being wrong is a big thing, you know? Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we are rocking out with you today on this 420. Wait, no, that's actually this day. Today. Yeah, when we're recording it. When we're recording it. Man, we're so high. We're so high. I'm having so much root beer, I'm just like floating in the clouds. He got, he's bubbling. Bubbly, bubbly, bubbly. This is, this is for all the 420ers on Man, that was so much... Never mind. I was going to go somewhere really dark with that. <laughs> Obviously, you've never partaked. Partook? Partaken? Partition? <laughs> Apartheid? No, we're not smoking weed. No, we're not. Doug we- doesn't do anything illegal. And I put that... I, I hung that up do years I? ago. I don't think I do. I really don't think I do. I'm too... I want to, I want to be fair. I want Doug's to take, never lived. I was like, I want to take a fair crack at this. I'm Have like, you ever done anything illegal? Sure, I have. I mean, I'm sure I've trespassed before. That's illegal, technically, right? Oh, man. You've jaywalked? Oh, of course. All right. I've done that. Then they're coming after you, pal. Uh, Pally. I mean, Justin, what illegal things have you done? Maybe if you tell me some of the stuff you've done, I can think of maybe something that I've done. What's the statute of limitations <laughs> <laughs> on a whole bunch of on shit? On murder? No, it's, it's, it's done, I'm sure, by now. I was acquitted, so double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Um. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the things I've done. <laughs> I really don't think I have. No, I've done very... College was a hell of a time, we'll just say that. <laughs> well played. Okay, fair enough. I do remember... <laughs> we'll say this. In college, I learned a lot. There you go. There you go. I had experiences, and I can say I had them. Yeah. Do you think that's important that that happens? I, I do. Um. If, you know, if I were to have a kid, and I would, like, I would be a hypocrite... If I told them to not, like, I would not want them to do it, but then I could also not tell them not to do it because I've done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that math checks out. I'm a, I, I, I would not want them to do it because I know, look, this can, this if you do it wrong, it can lead to some bad shit. Yeah. Or if you get caught doing this other thing, it can lead to some bad shit. Or if you're at the wrong people doing this other thing, it could, like, there's so many ways that what I have done could have gone terribly awry for yeah. me. And I would never want that... But at the same time, man, do I have those experiences now. Well, it's, it's funny because I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he had uh, Moshe Kasher on and they were talking about crazy shit they did when they were kids. Okay. <laughs> and Joe Rogan talked about how one time he and his friends, they were like 10 or like 12 or yeah. something. And they were shooting bottle rockets out <laughs> in a field and all of a sudden one of them, like a little bit of grass caught on fire and he was trying to stamp it out. And all of a sudden he realized that the fire was bigger than his foot. And then it started going here and going there. And then he had this realization where he's like, oh, shit, this is out of control. <laughs> and it just started going. 
So he and his friends took off. He goes, and I thank God there was a cop that just happened to be in the neighborhood. And they're like, he goes, and we just totally owned up to it. We didn't even try to like, go, sir, sir, we started a fire. And the cop was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and like, they called them firefighters. And like the next day they showed up and like the field was in this black ruin. No from shit. From where all this fire happened. They were terrified they were going to get arrested. No, but that just- someone got hurt. You know, or something Someone got like hurt, that. absolutely. But the field's not ruined. You just burn down the old to make way for the new to grow. Right. Right. But that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, you know, there's plenty of times where I've I've probably, as a kid, put myself in a situation where it was extremely dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And I came out okay. But, you know, you never want that to happen to anybody where no. it's like, oh, we were just fucking around and we accidentally suffocated Billy. You know, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. You oh. know. Oh, He's not moving, guys. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I think I didn't do this and I didn't participate in it. But uh, <laughs> I think we were like seniors, juniors or seniors. One kid who was a wrestler figured out how to put someone in a chokehold and have him pass out. Oh, and he was yeah. doing that to people. People were like, "Dude, do me!" So he would do that, and people would pass out. Yep. He cut off. <laughs> yeah. And they would go, <laughs> and they and then they come they come to a little bit yeah, later. Yeah. They'd be like. Dude, that was awesome. We did the same thing oh. in college when we we lived ironically at Tui State, and I remember I remember distinctively we had we had a <laughs> so the apartment came furnished. We had this kind of like chair and a half kind of thing, and so we had someone would would kind of stand next to it, and you would put with your hands you would put your the palm of your hand you put pressure on both uh-huh. uh, the um, uh, what's the uh, ventricles. I don't think that's right. Arteries. That, artery, yeah, but it, what's what's the big, the carotid artery? Mm-hmm. The big one that goes through here? Mm-hmm. Or um, what's the one that like, if you get get it nicked, it just, it's really bad. I think it's the carotid artery. Is it artery. the carotid artery? Yeah. All right. We're doctors. All the med people listening right now, shout out to us and let us know what, if we're wrong. I know it's it's some big thing. In it. But mm-hmm. basically you put it on both sides and you cut off the circulation. And it, we would do that until the person actually fell back into the seat. And then when they woke up, they were like, they would describe what the high was like or what the feeling was. I never did that. I did it to people, which was terrible because I could have killed someone and I had murder on my hands. But I I never had the balls to actually have someone do it to me. So I never got to experience whatever it was that they were feeling. Mm -hmm. But the same thing. They they would wake up. They'd be like, that was awesome. And I was like, I don't know why, but... Okay, let's do it again. This the, is fun. The last time I saw it done, this kid like he passed out, but then he was like laying like we were doing it in the in the weight room, yeah, yeah. like on like the bench rack. And they were just like he put the forearm or the neck and was like doing it that way, and the kid was like going oh, you guys can't see what I'm doing, but he was like bouncing like up convulsing, and down, yeah, and his eyes were like in the back of his head and his mouth was open, and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just goes. Dude, that was awesome! Like, he came to, and I was like, "We no, we have to stop okay, doing this. This like, is not fun anymore. That was terrifying, yeah, yeah. what just happened, and I'm like... Holy shit. The teacher was like, hey, knock it off back there. We're like, yeah, we're done with this. Don't do this anymore. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. What? We're fucking, like... <laughs> gotta Playing go. on the edge of death with people. That's right? I was terrible. like, that's not okay. Yeah. I would. I mean, I uh, for a while I did it, someone who was in med school, and she would. she said the reason that... You, when she would do, you know, she had to do like, you know, the practice exams of like the, the thing on the knee or the elbow and yeah. take your pulse. And, and I, one thing I learned was that you, you don't ever take on both sides because, because of that. They are like, you only want so you can allow blood flow for both. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I remembered back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that that's really what we were doing. <laughs> we were yeah. cutting off both of that stuff. How about that? That sucks. 
<laughs> so yeah, college was a hell of a time. You're like, whoops. That was probably the most legal thing I did. Yeah, I remember um, just being curious. I think a lot of it is just curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, uh, I it probably could have been really bad, but I had this fascination with fire. <laughs> I, who doesn't though? I feel like you, you know, know what I mean. Yeah, because it's just like you know what's dangerous, but at the same time, it's like I think I told this before, but I used to take the box of matches and I'd go to the side of my house because I had brick. Yeah, and I'd strike the matches on there and I'd just be like, "Cool, let them burn out," <laughs> and then drop them, and I'd do the same thing, and I would just do this like every day, just do a few and then go back in. And but I was an idiot and I left the matches. I was there. gonna say, was there just a pile of burnt yes. matches next to your fucking house? Yes. Yeah, so my mom was like, Doug. Are you smoking? <laughs> I then, love the fact that that's what... Because what I mean, rational makes, person goes, oh, you know what Doug was probably doing? Just lighting matches on the side of the, the house. Doug, were you lighting a box of matches? <laughs> yeah, just watching how, them burn. How absurd is that? Is that uh, Some people just want to watch the match burn. <laughs> Dangerine. <laughs> I was also fascinated with uh, taking... Uh, aerosol spray uh, deodorant yeah, and spraying that on a lighter yeah, to make a little flamethrower. We would do in... Oh, did you have a story with that one? No, did I just you, remember... Oh, I, I remember, don't know if it, it ever backfired remember, on you. I remember doing it and I was like, this seems incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it, but I probably should. I, I remember I just was like... Wow. I'm like, yeah. I, I did it a few more times. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though, that you know as a kid. As an adult, you can go, yeah, I'm done here. Yeah. But as a kid, you do it, you go... I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I shouldn't do this anymore, but I'm going to do it a few more times just yeah. to see. I've got to get it out of my system. Got to get it out of my system. It's still pretty cool. Yeah, we used to take um, Everclear. Oh God. Um, and if for those for those who don't know, uh, Everclear uh, is an awesome band as... from the '90s <laughs> with their hit song "Santa Monica." Right. Dun dun. I will dun, buy dun, you dun, a dun, garden dun, dun, where your flowers dun, dun, can grow. Dun, dun, did we dun, just dun. mesh an Everclear song? <laughs> we did. With an Everclear song. <laughs> <We> did. <laughs> We're totally getting sued. Oh, High five. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. That was awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I can never remember uh, alcohol percentages or proofs. Like, I, there's there's two different ways of measuring alcohol. And I, whatever it is, it's like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, 190 proof or per, it's, uh, it's something like, percent. It's like 90% alcohol. The thing is, it's like, it's, yeah, it's almost pure, like, <laughs> alcohol, ethanol, alcohol, or whatever it is. So um, the chemistry majors are going to fucking shit their pants on this one. But yeah, because we have a huge group of chemistry majors. Don't that listen. deny it. Yeah, yeah. They're in Virginia. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that listen from, uh, what, what's the what, Hungry? Or what's the <sighs> place that freaks you out? I don't know. Name any of the ones sure. over in. <laughs> That's not, not America. America. Yeah. All right, Trump supporter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Build a sound wall. <laughs> Love it. Meet Virginia. Sorry. I was trying to think of the name of that song the whole time. I was like, what is it? Sweet Virginia? <laughs> that's not ever clear, though. No, that's, that's three train. Door, that's train. That's what it's it is. Not, did yeah. you say three doors down? I was going to say three doors down. Fuck my bad. you. I know. Um, no, so we would take Everclear. So, again, for those who don't know, it's almost pure alcohol. Uh, it actually comes with a little, like, uh, metal cap on the top that helps to encase it spontaneously combust into flames. It will help to not have that happen. So uh, we would take that, light a lighter, and poof, and blow oh God, like yeah. the circus. And I cannot, blow, blow like the circus. We like the circus people. I, I almost said mean, circus freaks, but this, the circus people. Go on and blow like the circus. That's what I tell all my but, lady friends. Just blow like the circus. I can't tell you how many times oh. I lit my hand on fire. Oh, my God. Like and I like I had singed like the hair back here on my hand. I had, it, you would look at it and it was just like down to the skin, <laughs> little frayed ends, and it smelled like garbage. And I, fr- I mean, I burnt both my hand. Never, yeah. never bad, but like definitely to the point where my 
I had to, like, pat it out. My hand was definitely on fire. <laughs> and we didn't give a shit. Because <laughs> first off, at that point, we had been drinking. Sure. <laughs> Not Everclear. But then you can't do that without ingesting a little bit of Everclear. And so you're taking, like, teeny, teeny little shots of very intense. So yeah. at that point, you're just like, ah, oh, my hand was on fire. That's funny. That kind of hurts. <laughs> and then right. the next morning, you're like, why does my hand sting? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why does my hand smell funny? It's the both funny alcohol part, and fire. The funny part is I had a, I had a friend who doesn't drink. Mm. That's not you. Um, ah. And he would do that just sober as a bird. Mm-hmm. He just would do it. And I'm like, you're nuts, and I like it. <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy, and I like it. Shout out to Steve if you listen, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Welcome to the Thunder Foam. Thunder Foam. <laughs> my mind was a little bit ahead of my mouth there. All right. <laughs> Thunder foam. Thunder foam. That's my suggestion for the next improv thing. Thunder foam. Thunder foam. It's like it's a it's a foam rave party, but in the Thunderdome setting. There you go. Or it's like a foam bed, but it's electrical. Either way. It shocks you awake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> uh, that reminds me you're talking about uh, flaming alcohol. Um, my junior year, uh, I had a roommate, and uh, I I went to Augustana College, and they don't have national fraternities and stuff like that. So people basically had local chapters, which made it even funnier when people actually pretended that it made a big difference because yeah. it didn't. Uh, Ironically enough, some of that was on Augustana campus. Nice, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and so one of the one of my roommates decided he was going to make his own fraternity. <laughs> okay. I was like, like old school. I was like, okay, cool. Right. That's that's fine. You're going to laugh when I tell you the name. Oh, please. Take, I'll allow you to take a guess. Take a guess at what the name of the fraternity was. It's got to be like Kappa 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 or something. No, no? nope. It had no Greek. Phi, it had Phi no, Delta. Omega. Had no Greek letters whatsoever. Well, then I don't. It's just it's any word in the English language. No, I don't. I give up. Order of the Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> At the time, I wasn't aware of Harry Potter, but that makes it even funnier in retrospect because I don't think he knew of Harry Potter either. So. <laughs> So he just made a really educated guess. He was just like, I want to be Order of the Phoenix, because the Phoenix is a cool thing, you know, it rises, rebirth, all that sort of stuff. He absolutely knew about Harry Potter. He just and, didn't want to admit it. And uh, they were trying to find, like, their signature drink that they would serve at their party, so they were just experimenting with a lot of stuff. Uh-oh. And at one point, they're like, this is where the Phoenix is, the Phoenix is on fire, we should have a fire drink. And so I just remember one night idea. they were like, they got something like, yeah, they lit it up and like, turn off the lights. And I just remember there was this little little glass glowing, you know, and then all of a sudden it goes, oh, fuck, that's hot. And I saw the flame go and land on the land on the table and the and table lit up. Yep. We're like, put it out. There's like this blue flame yes. that comes up. Yeah. I'm like, put it out, put it out. Turn on the lights. Someone get the lights. Oh, God, what's happening? It's just like, what are we doing? This is so stupid. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Really dumb. <laughs> Really dumb stuff. Uh, I want to put out to our listeners then, please, please, please let us know yes. what some of the stupidest shit you did in college was. Or younger. Or you younger, know. yeah. I mean, we have we could go, we might have to do just an episode of yeah. <laughs> that time when. I agree, because there's just, and that's the thing that's too, is great, like. great, I love those fucking because stories. Because it's as stupid as they are and everything like that, I feel like you need to have those in your life. You absolutely do. I don't want that for Natalie at all, those specific situations, right. but she's going to have her own. What do you think, let's, let's, uh, let's postulate. Let's, okay. What, uh, what do you think she will, like what's something do you think she'll get into? Because at the time that she grows up, man, tech's going to be, it's going to probably take another leap forward by the time she's in her teen years. I, there's still going to be, I mean, there's, there's always room for that s- stupid physical stuff, and that's what I'm concerned of. Like yeah, just, yeah. 
to him like, hey, I dare you to plank on this thing or whatever. Right, you know, right. Or whatever. Do a handstand on the edge of this building. Yeah, yeah. Like just some stupid shit like that. Um, I don't know, man. I really don't know. But I'm just like, because <laughs> when you're a parent, you're like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Right. Don't do that. When you're a kid, you're like, I'll probably be okay. Yeah. Ah, look, I've risked I've risk assessed this, and I'm I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, it, how do you get that across as a parent? Where it's like, look, it's I know this you may sounds, feel invincible, but it's seriously this is so dangerous. Like, right? Don't don't cut off blood flow to your brain <laughs> and then come back alive. Like, right? It's not okay. That's you. You're not going to come back yourself. Like this is this is super dangerous. Right. You should not do this. We if we've learned anything from Iron Fist, it's that when you die and come back, part of you doesn't come back with you. I'm only through episode eight, and I don't think I'm going to finish it, man. You're gonna. I really don't you think I'm going to. Have to. I just the finished, ending is so disappointing. I just finished watching Legion, so which I shit you not, if it doesn't win awards, I will be fucking furious. Really? And then I went and watched the last half of an episode that I stopped watching a while ago, and I was like, "This is fucking dog shit." I don't think I can do this. Wolf. Yeah. Let me say this: If you made it through the fucking OA, this is not worse than the OA. I I will I will hardcore argue that this is not worse than the OA. There's more episodes in the OA though. As far as I'm concerned, I've done just as much as the OA. I finished eight episodes. Okay. And it's probably been longer than OA because the OA has that one episode that that's 34 minutes. That doesn't make that any goddamn sense. It just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Right. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. You got it. Come on. <sighs> I have just no drive to watch it at all. What if you and I sit down and make fun of it together? <sighs> That'll it's, be fun. Uh, that will be fun. I'm just sitting there. Come cr- on, Bobby. That'd be fun. Because here's the on. thing. Like, I, I just, you know, I go from Legion where things are so interesting and unique and it's shot so well. Like, it's you would love this this show because they take the idea of the unreliable narrator and it's, they, they, they use the cinematography to sort of show that as well and the editing. Okay. To put things in question where you're like, is this real or not? I don't know. I kind of like that. It's re- And it's done so well. The pilot will take you for a fucking ride. All right. It's weird. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is the pilot preacher weird? <laughs> it's a different type of weird. Preacher's like... I had a real hard time getting through the pilot. Preacher's preacher. like... What? I've not watched another episode since. Preacher's like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Legion is like... Okay, what the fuck is happening? Because is this real? Like, okay. you buy into the concept of here's this character yeah. who is in a mental hospital and he's totally schizophrenic, and you get these really weird shots and these edits. And <laughs> my favorite part is at the end of the episode, he turns this girl and he's like freaking out. He goes, "Sorry, tell me, is this real right now? Like, what what's happening? Is this real?" And she just she goes, "Yes, David, this is happening right now." And he's like. Okay, because <laughs> he can't determine. All he doesn't right. know. And I was floored to see that Aubrey Plaza was in it. She is so good. Because I so good. I cannot separate her from her from April Ludgate. From That's Parks exactly and Rec. what my I boss have such a hard time. And I'm I know I'll be able to once I see her in this new role. I'm sure I'll, I'll fall into it no problem. But it's so I, I saw that she was in it. I'm like, oh man, April's in this, and I could not. I couldn't separate the characters. Yeah, my boss said the same thing. She's yeah. like, I'll be proud. She goes, I really can't separate her from, you know, from Parks and Rec. I go, trust me, she... Is it a different character? Yes. Okay, so it's not the, the emo different. I don't care character. Oh, couldn't be farther from that. Interesting. Like, All right. so well done. All right. I'll go For the f- people who don't know about Legion, and yeah. I'm late to the game on this, obviously, uh, but it's basically about a, uh, Professor Xavier's son. 
uh, from X-Men. It actually makes the X-Men seem cool again. So, <laughs> But it doesn't focus entirely on that. It focuses on this character, David, who his whole life has been told that he's schizophrenic. And he's crazy, yeah. and his whole life he's been hearing voices, but what he's hearing is other people's thoughts. So he doesn't know that he's Charles Xavier's son. He doesn't know who his dad is, he doesn't know that he's a mutant, he doesn't know that he has powers. Got it. So he spent the majority of his life thinking that he's crazy. In this world, <clears throat> in this TV world, mm-hmm. are the X-Men a thing? They may I, not call them out, but... They are I mean, a thing. Um, like, they exist in this universe. They, they have to exist in this universe. Okay. It's just not blatantly talked okay. about too much but there's the but there the, are mutants in the world right but the way that they go about the way the way that the show is laid out it's almost impossible to not have them exist is that what like would you say that oh yeah like the, there are enough illusions or enough like they this. don't there's no real big easter eggs okay. to them existing but other than like he's charles xavier's son how do we know that though like um, is that just from reading about it or does that establish it in the show it's established a little bit later in the show okay but right. it is established so it is it is actual canon it's not something that someone wrote about one time or something okay all right so if but uh germain from fly the concords is in it yeah he's fucking hilarious he's amazing but it's just it's shot so well and the way they tell the story is extremely unique they take what i was so impressed with was their ability to take what's happening they visualize what what would be happening in someone's mind and they take it as a telepath Yes. Okay. And th- I can only imagine what it was like storyboarding this. Okay. And how they were going to go about filming this. Yeah. And, yeah. and like that, but pitching this to somebody. Yeah. And like, here's what we're going to do. Because I can explain this to you. You're like, cool. But until you see it, you're like, what the fuck? So if you came to me with the actual visuals, if you were trying to pitch that side of it, I would go, you're nuts. And to think that this is on FX. Right. Like, this right, is right. on Showtime or HBO or something like that. Right. Like, this is on FX, which, you know, is known for the League and Archer. Right. And it takes chances. The Shield, you know, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So, it's it, it pushes, but it was it's what, like wait, one of those things. on FX? Is, is, the Americans is not on that, is it? Yes. Is Americans. It, yeah. So, they've taken some chances. On Always some Sunny of, in yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, they definitely try to, you know, their tagline is fearless. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And they took this and they took, and I was like. What was that other one? Uh, the Detour. Yes. Is that on FX? That's on uh, TBS. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where I was just like, I sh- Dave showed me the pilot. I'm like, I'm in. Like, I'm 100% in. Like, let's do this. Like, I will I'm, have to watch all it. About this. All right. Eight episodes. Totally worth your time. That's it? Yeah, there's only eight episodes. Interesting. Okay. So, and it got a very strong, like, positive. Yeah. And as it should, and again, yeah, yeah. it should 100% receive awards. The acting, the writing. The directing, the cinematography—it's fucking incredible. Shit! All right. So I cannot speak highly enough of that. High praise. So I do go from that to Iron Fist, and I'm like, (laughs) I just farted through the episode where he fights the drunken monkey guy and captures Gao at the end. I was like, this is awful. That was rough, man. I was like, this is so bad. Like, I understand they were trying to showcase different types of martial arts, but it was—it really was like a. I mean, it, it, it. it reached back to a like a 1970s chop sake, like it, almost as if you were fighting the different bosses. Like now you will fight this style and you will win, yeah. and now you will fight poisoned weapons and I you just, will win. I just find that Iron Fist is just a whiny child, like he's just uninteresting. I think that's the thing throughout the entire series that drove me batty. Yeah, was I don't know if it's the casting because I don't think that guy's a bad actor. He's in Game of Thrones, right? 
And I think he does a good job there. I In just, fairness, he kind of played a whiny little bitch there too, or didn't he? Well, according to Daryl McSweeney, he also said that he... He was a badass in the books, and it's not really showcased as much. I mean, he's a great tournament fighter. Right. And stuff but like I that. But I thought he was a little bit like, I don't know. I just thought he was kind of whiny. I, I mean, I could be, I haven't watched I don't, him in that se- I haven't watched that season in a while. But he, he was a cocky guy who really loved uh, one of those Baratheons, Renly. Like, he right, was right, like, yeah. truly, like, yeah, yeah. was broke. So he's he definitely didn't come across to me as, like, a baby or anything like that. He just seemed pampered. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's a wealthy yeah, family yeah, and stuff d- like that. that. Yeah. But this is just like, he's just naive, op, you know, I think optimistic. That, uh, he's just, still 15 when he went into the monastery. That's the thing. He mentally. Was 10. Oh, sorry. You're right. He was yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so I, I think, no, he wasn't 10, was he? Yeah, he was yeah, 10. Yeah, he was 10. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But I think that's, that's kind of what they're playing off of is that he hasn't had much real-world experience outside of these mystical things that he's He got the shit beat out of him for 15 years. You're telling me that wouldn't change his personality <sighs> and his outlook on yeah, things? Like I mean, his outlook, he was trained to be a weapon to kill the hand. Actually, that's a great point. That, again, okay, so, you, so that's you, what doesn't add up for me. You've, re, you've reaffirmed my anger. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, the way it ends, though, is... is oh, the way it ends... Douglas, the way it is, I, Beth was sitting here. And she was playing on her phone while I was finishing it up. I had the last episode on, and I was like, "Let me just, let me just power through this." Mm-hmm. And I got to the end, and the last scene happened, and the credits hit, and I went, "What?" <laughs> I went, "That's how they're going to end it." Uh. I told her, I said, "That was weak," and she looked up, and I go, "Weak." I just looked right <laughs> at her. I go, "Weak." That well, so was so funny because you texted me like, I finally finished uh, Iron Fist. And what did I say? Good. Now you can start watching right, Legion. Right, you can start watching Legion. <laughs> but the last thing is him complaining about something else. Oh, God. Like, the last line is him going, <gasps> the next thing I can lament about. Like, that was that was what it was. I'm like, dude, you fucking have to grow the fuck up. Yeah. When are you going to embrace the Iron Fist and just be the fucking, be a warrior? Yeah. Be a living weapon. Living weapons don't bitch this much. Because I'm okay with him not like, you know, because, you know, again, I haven't finished this yet, but he left his post as right. defender of Kun Lun. So I would think that there's a powerful reason for him to do that, which after eight episodes is not fully revealed. Um, and But he's still like, hey, I'm the Iron Fist. You know, and look at me, I can do parkour. <laughs> and ah, this is where I used to grow up. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, if this guy got the shit beat out of him by monks and he climbed the ranks and he earned the right to become the Iron Fist, he's not going to come back and be like, ooh, I used to skateboard in these hallways. He would come back kind of a broken guy with PTSD. A little grizzled. Yeah. A little like, I don't want to talk. Like, the way he looks yeah. makes sense. Yeah, he yeah. comes back, but he I mean, he should come back with a purpose instead of going like, what's going on? I feel like he should be the, the silent type. 100% Like, if agree. you come back and you've been through all that shit, like, if you're a trained warrior, if you're a monk, you like you're, you're, you put your life into just, like, I am a fucking weapon. Yeah. You probably should have very But he little... hasn't fully accepted that yet, but he still realizes the power that he holds. Right. So you should probably have very little personality. Maybe some, but but it but you should definitely be a little more closed off than I'm trying to center my chi so I can get out of here. Who says that? And no one's going to Yeah, no, no, like Who says that? Because here's the thing too, I would think he would have trust issues. Yes. Because he was well, raised by a good he, he does. Have you gotten to that part yet? Uh, well not I don't know if really but whatever. But I would think that he would yeah, not mate, he he gets even more trust issues, let me say it. But I would think that he would show up and he wouldn't be too willing to be like 
I I was imagine that he wouldn't really fall in love, and if he does, it would it would take a while for him to do that. You know, right? Like he like just someone would be pursuing him more so than him her. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be like he walks into whatever her name's dojo and be like, I want to challenge your master, Colleen Wynn. Whatever. And he wouldn't. He you know, it's just the thing. Like I would totally see him going like if someone's farting around in the dojo and he just like whips them with stuff. Right. That one hundred percent, I believe. And I'm like, where is that guy? Right. That guy should be there all the time. Right. Not just in the dojo, but all the time. 100%. He should be 100%. like, especially if you're in the dojo, he's like, this is serious business. This is sacred ground. Show yeah. fucking respect. Right, and right. if you have a problem with that, you and I are going to go, and I'm going to teach you respect. Right. You can challenge me if you think you can take me. Yeah. Exactly. Like That's just, that's the kind of Iron Fist, and then people would probably be like, no, it's too dark, it's it, too gritty. It feels, well, fucking Daredevil, hello. Yeah, right? <laughs> it feels to me like when, when I watched it, it feels like there's, there's two characters. Like, it feels like the show itself has a split personality. Not unlike Legion? Sorry. No, very much unlike Legion. <laughs> you can you saying the two are the same? I was like, you know, split personality, unlike, you know, not unlike Legion. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, it feels like there is two, two like, you get, you get that where he's very serious about what he's doing, and then he's this other, I'm confused, spoiled, like, 15 still 10 year old Danny I don't yeah. understand where they approach that from yeah I guess that's probably what you know and I'm sorry listeners that we're rehashing Iron Fist again, I know it's just we're nerds it's, it just gets on my nerves Deal with so it. much because again I feel like you could have done something great with yeah. it and the way that's played out and I can't tell if it's I feel like the writing's kind of weak writing's definitely weak I feel like the action sequences are kind of embarrassing um, and I find that the character, I'm like, is this a character choice or is this how the character is supposed to be played? Right. Or is this a directing issue? Was this person cast incorrectly? Right. Like, right. should we have gotten someone? Like, I don't know. It seems like it's a it's a smorgasbord of things that is <laughs> that, really, that's really bothering storm, me. Yeah. Because yeah. again, and I, you know, I've I watched uh, Legion, and I've watched even things like Three Percent and stuff where like. Where something Legion, I can't really think of anything that's lacking, other than there's a couple of special effects situations where it was like, okay, obviously if this was a movie, it would look better, sort of thing. But sure. I let it go yeah, because yeah. everything else was solid. Or three yeah. percent, I'm like, this is a Brazilian production company. They don't have a ton of money, but the story is great. Yeah, yeah it's okay. compelling. The acting's pretty solid, and I'm I'm compelled by the story. It's right. driving driving me through. Whereas when I get to this, I'm like. I've literally stopped in my tracks, and like I'm having a hard time finishing this. A hard time finishing this. Like, I don't think I'm going to finish it. I think I'll just go to Wikipedia and read how it ends. No, you are going to finish it. I don't think I will. Doug, you have four more episodes. No, I'm on nine. You have <laughs> you just, five more episodes. <laughs> he just pulled out his hand. Like, I don't do math. You know this about that's me. That's five hours. Right, but look. Think of it this <laughs> If I do one a day, that's five days. Right, and you're done. Right. <laughs> He's done. His, his, his pitch goes up right. there, listeners. You hear that? That's right. It's not a big deal. Oh, oh. You're done. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. You're absolutely done. That's it. You don't have to do it anymore then. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I'd rather watch One Punch Man. <laughs> One Punch Man? I told you about that last uh, oh, episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The anime about a guy who's so powerful, he kills guys in one right. punch. Right, right, It's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's you, awesome. but you should totally finish it. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel compelled. I don't feel compelled. Doug, what's the last thing that happened? Like, what happens in episode eight? <sighs> he walks off with Gal. Oh, right. Okay, that was that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you got to go at least in episode nine. 
No, I don't. That's where the big twist. Do you remember I sent you that like barrage? Of I text? couldn't tell if you were being serious or not. What did I say to you? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back because I can't remember what I said to you on that one. It was like a bunch of all caps, and I was like, I can't tell if he's being serious right now or not. What, but okay, what did I send you here? Hold on, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see because yeah, I, I was definitely. I was like, he's over. He's just making fun of the show. At this oh point yeah, time. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, because I yeah, I go oh. <laughs> Huge plot twist, game changer in episode nine. This show is the equivalent of the sixth sense. It's like Schindler's List meets the Dark Knight, all capital letters. Yeah, yeah. Who knew this guy could muster up tears? I'm, I'm smelling an Emmy nod, <laughs> and I sent that too quick as I followed it up with. Actually, I take that back. No actual tears, just really glossy eyes. It makes it takes more skill to fill your eyes with water and retain all of it than simply to cry. Um, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> But you got totally got to go into episode nine. Actually, I, here's the thing. I think it might have been episode ten. I don't remember. Oh, Jesus Christ. So you might have two more episodes uh, to get through. But at that point, then you've only got three to go, so you got to finish it, right? No. Come on, man. No. I, I don't know, man. I'll try, but I'm just like, eh. I still bought Rogue One, and Jill hasn't seen that yet. I bought that like a month ago. We haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I feel like then you really need to finish Iron Fist so you can get to that. No, I feel like we should watch Rogue One first. Because <laughs> the other thing, too, is I was like, Jill and I kind of stopped, and I felt bad for actually like encouraging her to watch it. Right. I felt guilty. But you started, and she said no. You I know. Said, she so, said she wanted to watch it. And so I said, for, okay, but for you, whatever reason. And I said, okay, but you have to catch up with me. I go, right. I'm like, I'm one and a half ahead of you. She hasn't caught up yet. So keep going. That's the thing. I was like, do I keep going or yeah, not? Yeah, you keep going. You go, Jill, look, I'm doing you a favor here. I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get through this and tell you why you shouldn't have watched. Yeah, it. she binged uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. She went balls deep in that. Thirteen one. Reasons Why. Yeah, what's it's, that? It's it's based on a young adult book. Okay, it's about. Uh, I think if I remember from the Wikipedia, because I was like, what is what's this about? Because people right. were talking about it. It's about a girl who I think uh, kills herself. Okay. The end. Um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, and she leaves behind, I think, thirteen tapes, like cassette tapes. Okay. And I think the way that it works is each – there's a, 13 people on this list, and each one is assigned a different tape. Okay. And each one tells a story about, like, how they were involved with her committing suicide. Interesting. So um, I've heard – my wife liked it. Um, I've also heard a lot of dudes go, yeah, my girlfriend made me watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> Okay, so that's an interesting mixed bag of so I think emotions. it depends. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of guys are like, "Ah, oh, it's young adult bullshit" or whatever. I don't know. See, I, I like the young adult genre, though. I'm, I don't, I'm okay with it. I don't mind it if like I like the Hunger Games, the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually just recently finished the entire trilogy, and the last two or like the last the third one, part one and two or whatever, really weak. Yeah. Compared to everything else. Because, Wait, as you, you're talking movies? Yeah, the movies. Okay, yeah. Well, I even heard, like, because the, the whole, I find the idea of dystopian futures interesting. That's fine, which is why I'd like you to watch 3% because I'd love to get an episode on that. It's on my queue, yeah. It's interesting, very interesting. But even The Hunger Games was compelling to me because the idea that these kids are picked to go fight in this arena. Yeah. And there can be only one, and all, like I was like, oh, this is kind of this is interesting. This is really really it's like cool. Like best and Highlander, yeah. Absolutely. Or um, you know, I mean, I guess I mean Harry Potter's young adult, absolutely. You know? yeah. So Twilight, um, Twilight to some which extent, I did not. You know, it's not my jam. Do, no, um, but yeah, there's some young adult stuff out there that's that's interesting and compelling, and I think part of it taps into that that age when you're there. Like I, the thing I loved about Harry Potter was. 
And, you know, like, it start, each year got more and more complicated, each book. Right. It was like it got more adult as he's growing up, and he's losing his innocence as he's growing up. And Absolutely, as soon as, like, yeah. the death and, you know, uh, Gobble to Fire, I remember that that was really compelling to me in the movie because I was like, oh, shit, like, this, this, got, this got real. This got real. Yeah. And then, like, more deaths come in the fifth one. And then I remember reading the seventh book and just feeling so bad. For Harry, for him, yeah, because I'm like he's living on the lamb. He's a like, broken just, He's dude, just yeah. like they're barely like it, the whole world's going to shit. Yeah, people are dying and disappearing left and right, and the weight of that, knowing it's like you have to end this, and he's like 18. Yeah, I mean, you really take into consideration how old he is at the end. And this yeah. whole life, he's been thrown into this world where he's everyone's like it's Harry Potter, it's Harry Potter, and right. he's like I'm just a dude. I just want to live my life, and I'm thrown into this world that I never knew about when I was ten, right, or some shit like that. And he's like, oh, and then you know, and then at the same time, it's like you're the one that has to do this, right? And you know, it's like, fuck. So I didn't know about this world, and I'm the chosen one in this world. Come yeah, on, right, guys. This, that's a lot to handle. And, that's yeah. a lot to take on. And this horrible, horrible being like wants to murder you. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I did. What did I do to you? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah. it's it's and it's that's the part that really spoke to me. Is it's just like, man. You know, and they really do a good job. You of, could relate to all of I that. I could relate to yeah. all of that being a chosen one <laughs> and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, having it's, a pure evil being trying to kill you. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Well, I just, you know, I, that sort of stuff resonates with me just because, you know, it's the idea of losing your innocence, you know, the, right. the world kind of like really revealing itself to you. And I think to, to me, that was very powerful. Of yeah, the the first couple movies, first couple books are really hard for me because I don't relate to them because I'm like, this is a fantasy world. And. And then it's like the ones, really the ones that I start either watching, watching is usually the Goblet of Fire. Really? Okay. Because I'm like, this is when the world gets serious. Yeah. And, you know, Voldemort comes back and like the first death happens and stuff like that. I'm like, and you see like Dumbledore, like not having full control over everything that's happening. So that's what matters to me. The stakes are increased. That's when, uh, that's when things start to fray and unravel. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is real life. Like this is when, you know, and that's. You know, that happened to me where I'm like, you know, we talked about that in an episode where it was like, oh, yeah, do you remember when you lost your innocence? And I was right, like, right. I had some defining moments. Most of it happened when I was in my 20s. But I was like, oh, oh, this is real life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> this hurts a right, lot. Exactly, yeah. And this, there's no going back from that? Like, no. Yeah, there's no undo and button? And the thing that sucks is when you're a kid, you don't realize it. Right. I tried my I, I tried my best to like enjoy it and I think I did but even then I don't think I enjoyed to it as enjoy much. it to enjoy your innocence oh oh I see what you're saying yeah like college was the best yeah I, and I say that without cliche like it was the best four years <laughs> it was the best four years of my life because that's one of the rare times in, in my life where um, didn't have to work <laughs> yep yep maybe, um, maybe. I was in control of what I was doing sure and um, I got a lot of independence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surrounded by my peers um, at that time, and that sort of society doesn't really exist in the real world. Right. You're surrounded by peers, but never that many, with everyone with the same goal in mind. Right. We're going to school. We're trying to graduate. Right. Everyone had the same objective. In the real life, you meet people at different parts of their life, at different ages, with different objectives, uh-huh. different goals. So it's completely different. But that was like pure fun, pure exploration. Um, and just uh, advancing social skills and trying to – it was on the cusp of, like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? So right. it was terrifying and exciting at the same time. And then you're thrust forward, and you're like, here I go! And then you're like, and here's real life. 
And you're like, damn it. Ten years later, I'm like, all right, here we are. Here we are. We're in real life mode now. I've got a minivan. I've got to pay that son of a bitch off. Uh, I'm finally in a job that I like, but it took me how many years to get there? Yeah, but you learned as you got to that point, though. I don't don't regret anything that's happened. But as that innocent, because it sounds like you do that innocence. Well, it's it's. I mean, what's I mean? God, when you're a kid, all you want to do is drive and be be able to do what you want to do and whatever. But you don't realize it's like you don't have to pay for anything. My parents pay for it. You know, I live in a house where my parents pay for it. You know, uh, I ask my parents for food, like you know, money for food. You (laughs) can still do that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's like nothing's stopping you from that, Doug. You realize you that, could move back home anytime you want. Sure, I could. You know, and you realize that you know you don't realize that once you're finally on your own, it's like yeah, you are responsible for you. Yeah, but at the same time, that's I mean, yeah, there's there you're burdened with a lot of responsibility, but at the same time, it can also be exciting. I think it's how you look at it. It can be a hundred percent, but then there's other things too, like the first time someone close to you dies. That's there, a shock. That yeah, that definitely puts life into perspective. That's for all of you. a sudden it's like. And it's like you see these these trends of like, oh, everyone's getting engaged. Oh, everyone's getting married. Right. Oh, everyone's having kids. Uh-oh, people are getting divorced. Uh-oh, people are getting old. Uh-oh, people are dying. Right. And it's like you start seeing those cycles, and it's like, uh-oh. But it's also, I agree with you, too, because each stage is new right. at the same time. Right, right. Because, I mean... I, I have full control over my life, you know? Right. Like, I can, I can you know, I want to pick up root beer on my way home tonight so with you. you so you goddamn did. did. Right. You know, I did that. Yeah, I want to buy a fucking video game for $10. I'll do that. I'm going to. I don't have to ask. You don't have to ask your to parents ask about it. Yeah. Do that. I'm going to fucking do that. So I want to get Rogue One on Apple TV. I'm going to fucking do that. I'm going to buy that shit right now. <laughs> goddamn bum, bum, right. Bum. Yeah. No, I mean, so that, I mean, that is, that's what you got to consider. There's the, there's the trade-off. Like, life, yeah, life kind of smacks you in the face and goes, hey, I'm here. Yeah. But at the same time, you are also, each phase you go into, not only do you have the the new uh, hurdles that you have to get over, but you also have new freedoms that you did not experience in the mm-hmm. last phase, yeah. which is totally new. Because, again, when you were living with the parents, yeah, you didn't have to ask for money, or in college, you didn't have to ask for money, you didn't have to do this or that or the other thing. But at the same time, you also didn't have the ability to do a lot of stuff that you can do now. Yeah. So I think that's why I like college, because college was a nice balance. Of, of both? It was a balance of freedom, but still having a little bit of a safety net still at the same time. Yeah. But, like, I didn't live at home. Like, I, if, I did, if I wanted to not study for a test and play Counter-Strike, I could do that. You could, you could make that decision. I made, I, and, th- yeah. and that's what I think was the most rewarding was because uh, my successes and failures were entirely my own. Sure. And it was based on my own things. Because when I lived at home, I was always like, make sure you do your homework. And okay, well, yeah. You know, it still was my decision, but this was entirely on me. It right. was like, dude, you've got to decide what you're going to do with your time. If you succeed, it's your success. If you mm-hmm. fail, it's, there's no one else to blame. Exactly. Or yeah. coming to the realization, you know, like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm not that great at math. I have to drop Counter-Strike. Counter- Jesus. Computer science. Right. And I'm like, whoa, now what do I do? And then just going on all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that that was great having that. And now in real life, it's just like, where do we want to live? You know, where do we want Natalie to grow up? Right. Do we want to be in the city? Do we want to be in the suburbs? Do we want to be in Chicago? Do we want to be in Illinois? Do we want to be somewhere else? Right. Are you unhappy in your job? What about you? what about me? What if we're what if you're unhappy but I'm happy and I don't want to move, but you want to move? Right. You know? What if we move there? How am I supposed to get to work? Like, what? What about this? 
Is she going to go to college? Can we set aside stuff for college? Should she pay for her own college? Is that even possible? You're exhausting. Yeah, you are exhausting. Half <laughs> half of that stuff is the stuff Jill brings up. The other half is the stuff I worry about. Like, and it's it's like, oh my god. Like, and a part of me is like, retirement. Retirement sounds awesome, but what if you know I'm so busy working and saving for retirement that I don't get to enjoy retirement because I'm dead. You know, there's always that fear that people are like. I will wait to enjoy my life when I turn 65. Right, so fuck it, enjoy it now. And then by the time you get there, it's like, sorry, buddy, um, you can't travel because you are you have some sort of illness or your knees are bad or your back is bad. or You are one of the most depressing people I think I've ever met. Just, <laughs> and I say that lovingly. I, I love you. It, it's, it's, it's like my thing but where like, it's... like, Christ almighty, Doug, why live? Here, no, why he, fucking live? Will you let me talk? I'll tell you why you can live. Yeah, go ahead. Because, because of those things and because I've seen those things happen, it inspires me to do something now. It's like okay. everybody dies and that's okay. At the end of the day, we're all going to die. So take the burden of your, your daily shit off your shoulders and just be like, look, we're all going to die. So let's have fun. Let's Amen. enjoy life while oh. we're at it. There's a long way to get to that, though. Doesn't mean we just had to plow through a bunch of. That's the stuff that I'm dealing with. I'm sitting there going, "Am I enjoying every day?" Sure, sure, sure. Am I having fun, or am I just telling myself you can enjoy this when you're retired? Right. It's like, no. Like, let's do both. Yeah. Like, let's enjoy well, just... life now, and then, like, when we're retired, hope you know. Hopefully, we're healthy enough to travel, and but don't save it all for the end. I'm, right. a, I'm kind of a hoarder in that sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. You, you're like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it when I have everything's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the same way when I played video games. It was like I never used my items. You know, I am actually the same way when I play. I play Candy Crush, <laughs> and I've got a shitload of yeah, like right? extra things. I'm like, I don't need them yet. I can get past this right? level, and I'll have them. And finally, it was, and I. It's such a. It's such a stupid comparison no but at the same time like in the last you know x number of months or whatever i've i've started blowing through my reserve of stuff because i'm like no i can get through these levels way quicker if i just use sure. the shit that i've been piling up yeah it's the same yeah same kind of concept you just just fucking do it it's so funny because uh it was one of the older fa- final fantasy games and I-, I played it a certain way i had a way that i played it mm-hmm. and that's not a game that you watch other people play in the neighborhood or something when you're growing no. up it's a very individual game. okay all right it's your own experience. And I remember when I was in college, I watched a friend of mine play it. And he was, because in the game, you get things that are like superpower, like to heal your characters and stuff like that. And I never used them. All right. I was like, I got to save these for the end of the game for the boss. I'll, I'll need them. I'll need them then. He's using them throughout the whole game. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You can't, that's too high powered. You can't use that. He's like, what am I supposed to, what? They're there to be used. I'm like, I'll get another one. I was yeah. like, oh, wow. <laughs> He's got a point. Right. I was like, I always end with like, because in the game, like the most you could have is 99, and I would have 99 of them, and I just would never use them. I'm like, I got to save them for the right, right moment. Right. I'm like, all right, it's the boss of the game. I can finally use one of these. Right. It's like, you could have used them all along if you wanted to. Right. It made it a lot easier on yourself along the, the way. That's the whole point, man. I, I have, I had a similar, and I, I still to this day, I mean, I still have to remind myself to do this, but like, I will fall into the trap of, okay, I'm going to start this on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but but why? Why is the beginning of the week the day to start something? Why not just start it fucking today sure. and do the damn thing that yeah. you've been thinking about doing? It's this this idea of like you to your point. This it's the idea of this perfect time to do something. Sure, and that perfect time doesn't come. You just have to you you finally get to a point where you hopefully 
come to the realization where there is no perfect time and you just do it. Just yeah. do. Go. Be. Explore. Have. Learn. Whatever it is. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Like that, and, and that came across. Thanks, with, Nike. Just do it. <laughs> you guys can't Mind say that. podcast brought sweet. to you by Nike. I wish. Um, <laughs> no, that's what happened with Two East Eighth. Is finally, yeah. you know, Drew and I were. I we had sit, we had sat there and gone. Okay, so it'll be really cool. We can do this, or we could do that. And I would love to make films, or I would love to do this, or I would love to do that. And finally, you sit there and go, you know, I'm. And, and look, I'm not old. I'm 33. You know, sure. I'm still young, but I'm not 22 anymore. So yeah. you sit there and go, if not now, when? Yeah. If not, if I don't just do it, what am I? Is it? Am I waiting for? Is it like 35? That's when I start. Or is it? You know, 34. <laughs> that's a nice round. Or number. 40. That's when I start. Yeah. Like, when is the like? When is the magic number that you can go? Okay, I've prepped, and now I can step off the starting line. Yeah. When is that? That number doesn't exist. Just start doing it because yeah. you don't want to get to the point where you have regrets and go, you know, I really wish that I had done this when I was when I was 33. I really wish yeah. I had done that. Just there is that perfect time does not come. Do you, you have, have any? Re- do, do you have any current regrets? Absolutely. One of my biggest regrets is that I did not go into uh, film mm-hmm. in college. Did you have an, an an interest in it and you decided otherwise, or are you just so looking this- back, going like that's that was a terrible like. Going into radio yeah. just didn't pan out. I wish I would have done film. Well, here's that. So I, I've got a couple thoughts on this. So the first thought is, and I, I also think of this, is if I didn't go into radio, I would not be sitting here today. Exactly. You know, everything that I have done has led me down the path that has that I that has brought me to literally this moment sure. that you're listening to. So I I don't regret it in that sense. Like that in that sense, I would have I wouldn't have had this life. I would have had some other life. You know. So I don't and I don't know what it could have been better. Could have been worse. I don't know. But I wouldn't have had the experiences I've had. Mm-hmm. And I like the experiences I've had so far, for the most part. Yeah. Um, so the second the second thought I have on that is I I am kind of using my degree right now. We do mm-hmm. podcasting. True. And, and I have used my degree. I've learned from that and expound, expanded to more audio realm things. And I've been able to use it. And I've been able to talk with people, to engage, to do conversations. Like, it has, it has benefited me. So mm-hmm. I don't regret it in that sense. What I do regret is obviously now that I have a production company and I realize looking back that it was it was movies and TV and film that I was – and I've been into the whole time. Sure. So the story that I always tell is the way I got into radio is I saw Good Morning Vietnam mm-hmm. and I saw Robin Williams and I was like, that is what I want to do. I want to – he's on the radio. He's playing rock and roll music. He's doing silly voices and – and bits and stuff, and he's making everyone laugh, and he's pissing off his superior officers. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do, I wanted to get paid to play music and to make and to and to do comp, like to make funny voices and, sure. and play music all day. Nothing else seemed remotely as cool as that. And I went through, and I realized that I'm not a I, as much as I love music. You have to have a very specific, like everyone that I interned with or spent time with. The genre of music they went into, they knew that genre of music. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that deep. I have a lot of knowledge about, broad knowledge about a lot of different genres. I don't have that deep knowledge about one. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I realized too late. I'm like, talk radio is really more where my mm-hmm. where my skill set lies. And then I looked back on it and I did some self-reflection. And it wasn't radio that I was into. It was the movie Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. Yeah. I loved Robin Williams as an actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he, the fact that what I loved about it was that he was he got to act in a movie 
as a radio, like he could play a radio announcer. He could play this. He could play that. So in hindsight, that's what I love. So I wish I had see, I had been able to see through that that valence of of oh radio and actually seen what I wanted because I sure. I feel like that would have changed things. But again, I can't say that it would have. Yeah. So that that's one regret that I it's not really a regret, but I think about it sometimes. Sure. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I'm good. <laughs> no I don't regrets. have any regrets. I just have a lot of current worries. Just have a lot. Of, no, um, I, um, I, I wish I would have. I, you know what I would love to do at some point is figure out when Practical Doug was born. That would be a, that man. That would be a case study in psychology. Right? That would make it's like when did Freud that guy? His pants. When did that guy just finally become born in my brain and be like, hmm. Because I remember Doug's, when did Doug's id split in two? Because <laughs> I really feel like he was there for most of my life. <laughs> But that being said, I wish I would have explored more creative things when I was younger. I can I can see that. Being yeah. like, yeah. I wish because I always enjoyed band. Mm-hmm. I didn't like my music director. Okay. I respected my music director. I hated the assistant music director, which actually leads me to a side tangent. I didn't like her. She was her sons were like in school, and she really like babied them. They were fine. I didn't have a problem with them, but she was just I don't know. She whatever. Who gives a shit? That's not the point. The point is, during one <laughs> one day in band class, um, she was conducting, and she, you know, as most conductors are, they're very they move a lot with yeah. their arms and stuff like that. That day, she had a very odd printed shirt. It was like giraffes. And rhinos, as far as like like an African, like just almost sure. like a zoo like yeah, thing. Can, I can dig that. And at one point, like she was like focusing on one, like the woodwinds or something. She's like, "All right, here we go." Uh, and she's like going and going and going. And I just happened to notice in that particular way that she was moving her arms. There was a giraffe, and when she moved a certain way, the giraffe was like butt pounding like a rhinoceros. It was just going bam, bam, bam. Whenever she moved her arms, and I was like, my eyes got really big, and I was like, "Oh God, I can't unsee this." Like. The whole the rest of class, I'm just gonna be staring at her. Just boom, 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 as this giraffe pounds, you know, this rhinoceros. So I turn to this saxophone player who's a good friend of my brother's. And I was like, "It's like Brett, Brett." He's like, "What?" I go, "I want you to watch Mrs. Cleaver's right arm when she's doing this, and look at the giraffe while she's doing." It. He's like, "Okay," and then she starts going. And he just goes, "Oh my god, oh my god." So she's like, all right, now everybody. So I'm like, trump it up. And she's going, and, and he and I are just like faking playing, and we're just yeah. looking at each other. And he, I just remember him with his saxophone reed in his mouth, and he's just like trying to play, but he's laughing so yeah, hard yeah, as we yeah. watch this draft just go bam, 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 bam. I was like, God damn it, that was funny. So that being said. Um, uh, so that's your biggest regret. <laughs> biggest re- I really enjoyed band, yeah. I, but I didn't. I wasn't competitive with it. Uh-huh. I remember at one point the band director was like, you know, we always establish chairs at the beginning of the year, but no one ever challenges each other. We need there needs to be competition. I'm like, I'm not here to be first chair. Right. I'm happy being ninth chair trumpet. I don't give a shit. Right. Like I like the music that we're playing. Like we played Braveheart. Yeah. And we played cool. I just I really enjoyed that. And something I realized early on, I realize now that I sounds interesting, but I enjoyed being the center of attention. I enjoyed performing. Yeah, I remember one time I was in second grade. I we were it's like reading, like sometimes sometime in the class we were, we were able to read something or whatever amongst ourselves or whatever. Yeah. And I had checked out a joke book. Okay, 
out of the out of the library and i was just like going hey hey guys check out this one i was being disruptive but not too bad my teacher goes hey doug do you want to read some jokes to the class and when i think back to that i don't know if she was like thinking hey shut up um you know because i'm calling you out and i was like sure so i went to the front of the class and i started reading jokes out of the joke book (laughs) and uh (laughs) And I enjoyed like doing that sort of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I, I look back at drama and stuff, and I completely just bypassed yeah. all of that stuff because I was like, the fuck would I take drama for? Right. Why do I need to take drama? What's Who's going to be in the school play? Who gives a shit? Like, right. I was completely just like, Practical Doug was like, You were blind to that, yeah. I was like, don't bother. Like, what are you going to do with that? Right. Like, you're going to major in drama in college? <laughs> What's that going to do for you? So I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't regret where I am today. But I really wish I would have paid a little more attention to that sort of stuff and maybe have dipped my toes into it, maybe as an elective in college or something, yeah. done something with drama. Just seen where they would have taken you. Or whatever, because obviously when I hit 30 and I started doing improv, I was like, oh, I'm behind. I'm way behind all Well, and also you've got that feeling, not just that you're behind, but like you're like, oh, I really wish I had had this experience. Like, it's almost like just a... Like it, it, you eat something that tastes good, you're like, I wish I'd been eating this the whole time. Exactly. And so you t- you taste that, and you're like, oh my god! Like all these years, I really wish I had been experiencing this fun thing. I think part of it too is I've always thought of myself as an outcast from that group as yeah. well. Like I'm like I don't fit in with that because I was like I was athletic sports and stuff. I'm like, eh. I was kind of fit in with the band folks, but yeah. I was like drama. I'm like, yeah, that ain't that ain't me. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, I really wish because I've always had a fascination with acting. Yep. I've always had a fascination with comedy, mm-hmm. but I never, I, I was always just like, that's not for you because it's like, I'm in Missouri. Like that's, it's, it, to me, it was like, why bother doing this? Because it's not going to do anything. Right. Which was a weird thing. You know, Practical Doug got in there real early, was like, yeah. don't do this. But then, like I said, like at 30, when I started trying improv, I was like, I do this every day. Right. You just, it's, you've never called it improv. I've never called it improv. And I was like, I could have been doing this all along. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I remember there was an improv group in college. Yeah. I remember watching them and a couple of my friends were in and I was like, how are they doing this? This is magic. Right. I was like, oh, my God, they're making this up on the spot. This is fucking incredible. And now it's old hat for And you. now I'm like, oh, man, I may have been able to get in that on that. Right. Like, I was like, oh, balls. You know what you can get in on? Oh, yeah. Immediately. Oh, tell me, baby. Like, right now. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. The Throwdown. Dun, 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 dun. I got my hat. I know. I know. Um, all right, so today's throwdown, you are going to have to help me out with because I've not yet watched this. Oh, but I'm going to okay. put, what's his name? Danny from Legion? What's his name? David. David, that's the one. Uh-huh. I'm going to put David. Uh-huh. I'm going to put him up against Pops. I'm going to put David against Charles Xavier. Oh, I was like, Pops? Who's Pops? You know, his Pops. Well, I, I would have to say probably Xavier because Xavier has more control over his powers. Right, but at the same time, because I've seen some... some clips and trailers for legion so mm-hmm. it seems like he's powerful but he can't control it so at the same time couldn't that work in his advantage because he's a little more sporadic he doesn't know it's almost like the phoenix where like you don't really know how powerful you are and it could come yeah. out if it needs to be but i would think that because like xavier could just be like if he sees him he's like oh i have to kill this guy he could just do it and david wouldn't even know that he had the ability to do it wouldn't know what happened wouldn't know what hit him um, I feel like I failed the third down. 
That's okay. I tried to get clever with it. No, it's good. I, like I out clevered myself. You try to you you try to like you know make it uh, you know if there were I should I should not put people together who have not familiar with one of them. <laughs> I'll say this much. A fully realized David versus an Xavier, I'm still going to give it to Xavier just because he has more experience. Okay. Um, because David is still learning his powers at the point that we've seen him in in the show. So we don't know what he looks like fully realized. No. I mean, he's definitely like... There's people that are extremely terrified of him okay. because right. of his power, and they, they often say that he's one of the most powerful mutants that they've seen. Really? So he's Cl- definitely... A class five mutant? Yeah, he's like extremely... Because he can do telekinesis, he can do telepathy, and he can also teleport. Really? So Interesting. He can do that sort of stuff. So he has a lot at his disposal, but he's just he's 30 years old, and he's just now realizing that he has power. Because he usually comes out in your, your adolescence. Yeah. yeah. And again, one of the things I love about that is he's a kid coming into his powers, and he starts hearing voices, and people just think he's crazy. Right, exactly. But the whole time he's been hearing people's thoughts. So then he's heavily medicated for forever. So a fully realized David up against a Charles Xavier. I still think I'm going to give it to Xavier just because Xavier but is... But Xavier can't, doesn't have telekinesis and doesn't have... Uh, tra- he, has, he has telekinesis. He's telepathy, but not telekinesis. Doesn't he have telekinesis? I don't think he does. I could be wrong. Look, I could be totally wrong. I, th- I did not I think we, he did. I guess in all the movies, we've never seen him. It's very much telepathy. Yeah. I mean, he does stop people. He can stop time. But like share, like share. I love that. But when we were off mic, we were we kind of like were riffing on the song, and we started like singing about all the different urban legends and like all these different like horror things. Like he left a hook on the door, like that classic one. Um, yeah, glad we could relive that with you guys. Uh, um, so he doesn't have telekinesis, but here's the thing: is like Xavier wouldn't even have to be near him. Right, but just, theoretically, neither would David. But, he, but but Xavier can sense people, like, way far out. Like, he could throw on Cerebro and just destroy him. Well, we can't give... I mean, then you're giving them weapons, essentially. Okay, he we'll doesn't give, have Cerebro. Xavier has Cerebro. David has a nuke. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, what? right? <laughs> sure. Okay, David's go. David's got an AR-15. <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, Xavier has Cerebro, but he doesn't have his wheelchair. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going off the rails. Uh, okay, but he can't. He can't stop time. So that's and but I have, theoretically David could then too if he's the most powerful mutant some people have ever seen. I, but I haven't seen his ability to do that. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm basing it on what I've seen, so I don't know. Fine. So so technically Xavier could just stop time and then probably sit there and flick him in the balls repeatedly. Bing, 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 And bing. then start it up again and then be like, mind crush. So, but it would, but based, but you know what? I would love to see that because the way that stuff happens in their minds, it would be really interesting to see what would happen. Right. You would almost sit there and go, would the whole battle just play out? Would they just talk it through? Yeah, and then have go, you seen X Men Apocalypse? Yeah, so it's kind of like that thing where Xavier fights Apocalypse in his in their minds, you know? Right, right. Like there's right, that yeah. room and like stuff. It's kind of similar to that yeah. in Legion, where you're like, what's actually happening in right. the minds? Like, what's real and what's not? Have you seen Sherlock Holmes' Game of Shadows? I have not. Yes, so it's kind of like at the end when he's fighting Moriarty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and basically they just they go through the entire fight sequence in their mind. They're both smart enough to know. Mm-hmm. Look, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, and then. They just like go to the last move because they both know where it's going to go. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Impressive. So it'd be the same thing. Gotcha. Yeah, just like that. I think I'm still going to give it to Xavier. All right, fine. I'll give I just it to feel him. like I don't have any basis for argument. So okay. <laughs> Good choice, Justin. Thank Good you. Good choice. 
Awesome. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, side note, we didn't cover the topic we wanted to again, but that's Jesus okay. Christ, did I even you didn't even realize it. No, I didn't. That's cool. We got that in the in the yeah, pocket for, true, her, for, yeah. for next time. But, uh, yeah, let us know. Tell, uh, reach out to us. Uh, let us know what your regrets are. <laughs> Let's get real philosophical and existential. Regrets. What are your regrets? Uh, what, what were some of the stupid shit that you did when you were younger that you're like, God damn, that was dangerous. But really fun to think back but on. But when you think about it now, you're like, it kind of made me who I am today. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know what you think. And if you have any young adult uh, you know, fiction or stuff like that that you really enjoy, like share that with us. Let us know what's your favorite and why. Uh, you can find us on where, Facebook. Where can they share all that information? They can share it on Facebook. What? We have our own page. No way. Yeah. Let's look up MindGap. They let us we'll have right one? There. They let us have one. How much did that cost? I don't know. I went to the government and they said, okay. We got a grant. We got a grant. Thanks, Grant. <laughs> We've got a, a Twitter. Yeah. Uh, what? At MindGap Podcast. You can find us on there as well. And Justin also has a website. Uh, I paid for a website called JustinStranland.com. <laughs> Not by the government. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. Uh, you can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do with Milo Stevanovic every Monday called The Best Bar Podcast Ever over on TwoEastEighth.com. You can check that out on two, uh, check out Two East Eighth on social media is at Two East Eighth. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Review us. Uh, and let us know. Let us know how much you love us. Yes, we we thrive for n- the knowledge of your love, and we love. Uh, we've actually the the topic we we're going to do was suggested by somebody. So if you have something you want to hear us talk about, by all means, absolutely. And if you would like to be on to talk about your topic, yes. let us know because we are totally open for that. We absolutely are. Yeah. So boom goes the dynamite. The dynamite goes boom. boom. See you guys next week. Mind Gap Podcast.